authentically good story with interesting characters who just naturally when they are in situations together the the scenes are going to organically be ridiculous and so you don't have to like really work to find the joke and then just like really run that joke until it is tired you can just set these two characters in a toothpaste apples bread oh that's my uh that's my shopping list hey everybody welcome back to clued and clueless that's a good joke. That's me blinking twice. <laughs> That's the help. That's the help blink. You should learn more I'm being kept here against my will. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, Hi, everyone. I'm Mario. That horrible joke aside, I'm Kristen. And once again, I am clueless. Yeah. Back with another episode, hitting you with another one for our clued and clueless. Um, so how's your week been? When's the last time we recorded? We recorded last Friday. Okay, so not too long ago. Yeah, I don't know what today is. Today's Wednesday. Okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah not yeah, too yeah. long ago. Okay, cool, cool. That's what's up, that's what's up, that's what's up. Wednesday. Wednesday. Middle <laughs> of the week. Woo! It's been like go, 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 you know, for me. It's yeah. Been busy. It's about to get even busier for me. I know, you are you have some shoots coming up. That's yeah, really exciting. Yeah, a couple shoots. Yeah. It's going to be a fun time. And you're, are you script supervising for both, for yeah. all of them? Just script supervising. Heck yeah. That's yeah. really cool. I think that I, I don't think I'd be very good at that. You're just taking notes, you know, all day. But you're like, you're maintaining like... Continuity. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine being script supervisor on like everything everywhere all at once. That'd be a fun. It know? would be fun. I wonder if I can like... You need a lot of eyes on that, I feel Meet like. them up on like an IMDb or like LinkedIn or something. Probably like, hey, good. can I pick your brain? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, try, yeah. That should be pretty that. easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Well, so I thought long and hard about what we should watch next. Yeah. Okay. Because I got a lot of things going on up here in ye old brain. Um, but a lot of the things that I was thinking of to have us watch next were still like either within the rom-com, which we haven't really done like a rom-com yet, but the rom-com that I wanted to have you watch was like a wedding theme. So like there's a couple things <laughs> that, you know, we just did bridesmaids. So yeah. like... So you're still on this wedding mindset? Well, a lot of the... Listen, I like rom-coms. A lot of those have weddings in yeah, them yeah. okay just by default so i was trying to think i was like where do, where do we go from here where do we go from here because i was also thinking musicals and i was like ah but we just did beauty and the beast it's right like a musical rom-com no no no, no. it's not it's not <laughs> it's not a musical rom-com um i'm trying to steer away i'm trying to pivot a little no, bit pivot. we're pivoting okay. yeah yeah we're trying to pivot so oh, i need you to watch friends so bad dude i need you to watch <laughs> friends so bad anyway it, like, it hurts me i can't make some references um Anyway, so good pivot, right? We've okay. we've watched a movie now with Melissa McCarthy, yes, and we watched a movie with Sandra Bullock. Oh. So now I'm gonna have us watch a movie with both of them in it. Nice. Can you guess the movie it is? Um, I believe it's called Heat, right? The Heat. The yeah, Heat. Okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I remember seeing trailers for this. I've never seen it, but I always wanted Funny to. Funny movie. I haven't seen it in a while. But I remember laughing my little booty off. Me and my family <laughs> think that this movie is so funny. So I'm very, I'm excited to watch it again because it is, it's also a pretty quotable movie. Maybe not as much as Bridesmaids, yeah. but it's a quotable movie. And um, 
It's just so funny. And I love Melissa McCarthy and I love Sandra Bullock. I think that you're really going to like this movie. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I, I love them both also. I think uh, we just actually just saw Melissa McCarthy at the mm-hmm. Oscars. Oh, uh, in person. Yeah, in person. Yeah, yeah, we were yeah. there. Remember? Yeah, on the red carpet. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you didn't see uh, Sandra Bullock there. That's right. weird. Yeah, sure, sure. I saw her. <laughs> she was at the after party, but I, I don't think I was that at the you wrong got... party. I don't, yeah, we didn't. I was, I was trying not to mention that to you. But no, yeah, it's going to be awesome. I've always wanted to see this movie, so. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited. Do you to watch know? The, so you you know the trailers. So do you remember the concept of the film at all? I just know they're like special agents or okay. something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really all I know. Okay, That's, okay, okay. No, I'm I'm very excited for you to see this. Okay. So um, to give you a little background, this movie came out in 2013. Uh, that's like what two years after Resident because I think Resident came in 2011. I think it was 2011. Yeah, yeah if I remember. Oh, yeah. yeah. So just a little bit after both of these. I, Sandra Bullock at this point is obviously very established in her career. Melissa McCarthy, I'm trying to see how much she had done before this. That was like very well known. Let me see. Let me see. Okay. You know, and while you're looking at that, speaking of that, going back to Melissa McCarthy was in Thor: Love and Thunder. I guess today I learned. I think she was. Was she a voice? She had to be a voice. She. I watched that movie. It says like it, actor Hela. I don't know what that means. Oh. Oh. Uh, okay. At. at I think they're in the very beginning of the movie or something like that. They, uh, yeah, they like they're reenacting like what happened in the previous Thor movie. Okay, it's like this little bit that they did. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember that now. I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, watch? sorry, oh. I interrupted you. No, no, no. no, no. Uh, speaking of you looking up people, mm-hmm. I went back because I was curious. You know, I was like, why is John Hamm uncredited? Right? Oh yeah. And it was because John Hamm didn't really do much from that point. Like that was like, I want to say his first big comedy. Oh, role. really? So he like, wasn't John Hamm yet? No, like, I guess if you're a real big John Hamm, you'd be like, oh my god, John Hamm. But he was only doing, like, Mad Men, you know, for however many years. You know, okay. From 2006 to, like, 2013, it was, like, right? Yeah. But that was, like, his biggest thing. Other than that, he was doing, like, very, like, small leading roles. To me, the first time I was introduced to John Hamm was yeah. seeing the Black Mirror Christmas episode. Oh, I didn't know he was in Black Mirror. Yeah, he was, like, in one of their big, like... Christmas specials, I believe, is, like, what it was. Yeah. Uh, So that was, like, the first time I saw him. But, uh, yeah, he really did not, like, have a lot of known roles, I would say. Again, maybe I could be wrong, but from what I was looking at, it didn't look like he was the star in many of those. Right. Okay, interesting. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I still think that an actor should be credited, (laughs) but okay. Um, But anyway, so I'm looking, it looks like... She had a lot of credits, but, like, a lot of smaller things. So she had, like, paramedic, saleswoman, like, that kind of stuff under her belt. Yeah. And then she was, you know, she was in Gilmore Girls. She had a recurring character in Gilmore Gilmore Girls. Girls? Yes. But I I didn't watch Gilmore Girls all the way through, but I do know that she is a recurrent character in that. So she's in that. um, And then it looks like she had, again, she was a character in the backup plan. And then she does Bridesmaids, which I think, based on the credits that I'm looking at, unless there's one of these movies that I just don't know super well, Bridesmaids seems like her first big breakout role. Because she was also in Life as We Know It with, um, what's her name? Um, Katherine Heigl and uh, Josh Dumel. You just, you say names sometimes, and I'm just like, anyway, I'm a face kind of person. Uh, That's fine. But anyway, um, Bridesmaids, I think, was her first big one. And then she goes on to do This Is 40, Identity Theft, which is, she's another, like, like, main character. uh, uh, Jason. Bateman. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I've seen that one. I love that one, actually. And then Hangover, part three. 
I totally forgot she was in Hangover. And then she, I don't know if I've seen part three. I've seen the first and the second one. And then she does the heat. And then that kind of kicks off her, like, yeah. her being, she like, started a being like, in everything, big you know? role. Yeah, because yeah, then she, well, Identity Theft probably really kicks it off. Identity Theft, she's one of the main characters. Then the Heat, Tammy, um, and Spy are all kind of, like, in the same vein to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she goes on and, you know, had, has had an incredible career. And now she's Ursula in The Little Mermaid. Yeah, I wonder how that's going to be. She's, I, we talked about this a little bit during our um, Oscars party, but she has... One of the few actors that I feel like we still really see some range from. A lot of actors kind of find a comfortable character type and kind of end up just, you know, and whether it's because of them or just because of directors putting them in those spots or, you know, casting directors, whatever. Um, she's one of the few that I feel like I really have seen her in a lot of different roles. She's played like the really tough, like, rough around the edges kind of character she's played um the like very sweet and submissive like mom or very shy person in the office you know Mm -hmm. she's played like very like she in bridesmaid yeah she she was that in in spy she's very she's a very shy person in the office and um she was also in a movie um you keep saying the the tv show the office no no no. like she just like around the office that she's working in yeah 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 and then um she was also in some movie where she plays like the mom of somebody and she goes to college with like her daughter. Um, and she's also like a very like shy, like, or just more quiet kind of person. Um, and then in Bridesmaid, she plays like a much more masculine type character. Like she, and now she's Ursula again. So like, you know, we see, we see some range from her and I feel like she always, she does a great job in every role. Like she is truly a very talented performer. So I'm excited for you to see another one of her movies. She's so funny. Yeah, no, I'm also very excited. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to say about this before we hop in? I don't think so. Let's go ahead and do it. All right. So we're going to go watch The Heat with Melissa McCarthy and Sandra Bullock. And we're going to let you know how it is in a couple seconds here. Welcome back, everyone, to Clued and Clueless. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> so we just saw The Heat. The Heat. What did you think? What would you think? That was great. I thought it was funny. Uh, you were giggling like, over I there. Was. I thought it was like on the same level of Bridesmaid. Like just that yeah. uh, real funny humor. I know yeah, it, yeah, funny humor. That's the best kind. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was trying to think of a better word. <laughs> Uh, what is it? like just their, their delivery? Yeah, their contrast, like everything, just like really meshed well. I love Sandra Bullock. Like, it's always great to see her in movies. This only has a six point six out of ten rating on IMDb. Uh, it's almost a seven, which is like an like an average rating, I would say. Yeah, but I think that this is above average. Yeah, it's not like incredible, but I think it's above average. So you're what putting it like for your personal rating? You'd be like what an eight? I give it an eight. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. What about you? Um, 3.5. You always say that. I'm always like, I like one of these days I'm going to, it's going to make me like scream. I was like, three. What do you mean? I'm a five five star man. That's fine. Whatever. But so you said 3.3? Uh, 3.5. 3.5? Yeah. So that translates to seven. (laughs) Yeah. The average movie. That's what I mean. So you're wrong. Okay. Well. I don't know what we're getting at here, but okay. <laughs> we're getting at that you're incorrect. That's well, I'm saying it pretty directly. I know, said you're wrong. 
movie reviews are all subjective anyway. You know, whatever you like and you think is fun and you That's think it was a good time is good. It's okay, but you can be subjectively and objectively wrong at the same time. Uh, and you are both. You know, I meant to show you this before we started recording. We got back into this. Uh, but Sandra Bullock, this whole, like the start of the movie, right? Uh-huh. Starts off instantly reminded me of that TikTok. Uh, like, there's just like one couple that I've been seeing a lot of TikToks of. And it's like every female special agent in like a movie. Oh, I've never seen I'm that. Gonna, we gotta find an athlete. I saw I saw one video where this girl was like like did something like that, and it was like her in like the fight scene where she's like, "I got this, don't worry." And she goes in there, and, she, <laughs> and then like afterwards she walks out, and she's like, "Don't worry, boys, I already took care of it." <laughs> it's, now it's, I'm gonna go get a beer. <laughs> it's almost exactly like that. Okay, but for the people who haven't seen the Heat or people who've been a while like you who's taken a minute, yeah. what is the Heat? So the heat is about two F. Well, one um, Sandra Bullock is an FBI agent, and Melissa McCarthy is a local police officer. Um, they How both can they coexist. They both get um, assigned to different levels. I would say of the same of the same drug case. Um, and Mullins, Melissa McCarthy's character, is investigating on a local level, and Sandra Bullock's character, what's her name? Ashburn. Oh, it's right up there. Yes, Ashburn, Ashburn gets pulled Sweet. from the federal jurisdiction to come in and investigate. They end up bumping heads. Sandra Bullock plays her typical very straight-edged kind of character, very like, I'm by here to book. get business done, very by the book, very proficient and efficient at what she does. Melissa McCarthy plays a very, I'm just going to get things done however it gets done kind of character. And so... They start clashing, and it's just all the funny things that they go through as they're trying to somehow work together on this case. Hilarious. Hilarious. I laughed so much during this movie. No, it's a hilarious film. Um, I did look up the writer. It looks like this is written by Katie Dipold. Dipold? I don't know how to pronounce her last name. D-I-P-P-O-L-D. Sorry in advance, Katie. I feel like I can call you Katie. Yeah, so yeah. Um, She's watching. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we're, yeah, we're getting to beer after we'll this. We'll tag her. Um, so, um, anyway, written by a woman, which I feel reads. I feel like it makes sense. I feel like the humor is funny. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it does, especially... Uh... I'm going to go ahead and agree with what you said earlier and say that the humor is indeed funny. <laughs> It's funny humor. It's funny humor. This this funny, <laughs> it's funny. Uh, the, um, which scene was it? When they're in the nightclub and, like, they're cutting up her clothes. <laughs> and there's, so, at one point, they're in a nightclub and they're trying to bug this guy's phone. And, um, Mullins, Melissa McCarthy's character, is telling Ashburn, hey, you look like an FBI agent. You gotta dress it down a little bit. So she just starts cutting off pieces of her clothing. And at one point she cuts off, she rips off her pant legs and there's spanks underneath. <laughs> and that was too funny. She's like, what are those? She's like, what do you mean? They're, they're, my, they're my spanks. They're keeping everything what where they're supposed to be. What's gonna come popping out? It's a it's a very quotable movie. My family quotes that all the time. What's gonna come popping out? <laughs> that, that's your family's favorite well, that's quote. What's one, no, pop? it's not our favorite, but that's one of the things okay. that we say. Why? What's gonna come popping out? One of my favorite things, like I'm just gonna go through my list as I like to do. Mm. But um, I really enjoyed that. You know, the movie starts out. She's badass, right? Uh, you know, everyone kind of was like, oh. Ashburn's here again. Yeah, you know? that's they set it off really quickly as like 
she's not like revered or people aren't like wow like she's such a good agent yeah. people are so over this is like, it she's They're not so she's annoyed. not like a team player no 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 she's no, just no. like miss know it all very showboaty yeah, yeah. yeah but uh i loved when she gets in the car and then like she doesn't have a partner oh they're yeah like, they're like let's go and she's in the passenger like, seat oh. no one's in the driving yeah yeah it's like oh but then like she gets to her house and she's uh with her cat just snuggling off him, having a good time. He's yeah. purring. Wait, go explain the opening scene. You didn't explain what happened. Oh, yes. So the, in the opening scene, um, it really, like we said, kind of sets up her entire character arc. Mm-hmm. That she's this kind of by-the-book, know-it-all agent who's coming into a scene and about to bust a, a drug deal. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't really about the drugs, more about the guns. But the little doggy, nice little guy, he couldn't fit, sniff out the drugs because, mm-hmm. you know... He's just a dog. And the agent sniffed. The FBI agent yeah, sniffed. And they declared the place clean. FBI's looked around. They're like, ah, oh, it's all good. But she finds the drugs. And they're like, that's not what we're here for. And throws them away. Because, like, who cares about that? We're here for the guns. She's like, this is a speakeasy house. Boop. Hits a special component. Out comes the guns. She makes all the people look like a fool. All yeah. the people that she works with. All the people on her team. She, like, has this whole monologue where she's, like really dragging it out that she's about to one-up everybody. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, she's just, like, really monologuing, just yeah. getting everyone to listen to her, all eyes on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's kind of an annoying person, like, in the beginning, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, she has no partner. She doesn't have anyone to relax her. She goes back to her home. She's relaxing. She's with her cat, having a good time. And then it finds out the cat's not even hers. It's her neighbor's cat who just kind of like sneaks over there every now and then. Even her neighbor thinks and she's she like a weird person. she hangs out with, yeah. yeah. But it's not even her cat. So she's like, she's all along. She's, yeah, she's a super kind of lonely person. Yeah. Can't even like get a cat for herself because she's like, eh. Too much work. Too much work. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I just love how that really sets her up. Yeah. Like who we're dealing with yeah you get a solid idea of who she is yeah and i believe before like she gets sent off to boston obviously to go solve this crime she's going for this promotion but then that's when melissa mccarthy's character gets introduced and we learn how she works which in her scene is the complete opposite of ashburn Mm -hmm. we have mullins over here melissa mccarthy who is um not so much busting someone from like Hiring prostitutes. Shit. She's busting them. What she's do you mean? busting them, but really just doing it just like to beat up a guy who she kind of knows has like this family. Like, yeah, she's arresting him. She doesn't know. No. She had no, like no. a hunch. She, I don't think so. I think she did. I think she like knew. Because like, you see the car and all this. You kind of yeah. have this general, like, I'm thinking like a character. Like, uh, like really. she's just, okay, okay. I thought like you mean she, like she's, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Like she knows the type of guy this is, you know, yeah. stuff like that. And so she goes up to him and is like, calls his wife and like lets him know uh, he's trying to hire a prostitute and he's she's like breaking his hand, doing all this. She's really just she calls the wife. Yeah, she calls the wife and outs him, and then hurts him even more to honor his wife. <laughs> and it's just this isn't cop, you know. Uh, she's behavior. just a lot. Yeah, she's, she's not by blunt. the book yeah. at all. She is just gonna like strong arm the situation until she gets the information she wants or whatever it is until she finds what she like she finds her version of justice exactly it might not necessarily line up with what the judicial system considers to be justice she's not the captain but she's the detective that kind of just like goes over the captain oh, she runs that exactly show. she, she the captain runs her even department says, yeah the captain says because when melissa or when um sandra bullock's character gets there 
um, she asked to speak with uh, Rojas, her um, the person that she had brought in earlier, and he's like, "Oh no, we're not allowed to. We're yeah. not allowed to touch Mullen's uh, her her." Um, her suspects. Yeah. We're not allowed to touch them. Like, she runs that show. The 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 captain does not. <laughs> it, it's her world of that Pringsling and everyone else yeah. is just living in it. Yeah. But, so now you have these two very different personalities about a clash. And just really set up this movie of, uh, kind of someone buy the books, work with someone who... It's a loose cannon. <laughs> yeah, a major loose cannon. Um... Yeah, and go into that whole thing. I I just I love Sandra Bullock here. I, I love know. whenever she I love whenever she plays like this kind of like know it all character. She does these characters so well, you know. She really does. She, like because it's so like awkward. Like, yeah. She's like fumbling around. Like, and I wrote that down like right when she got into the the precinct, right? Mm-hmm. And then she's like, Captain. He's points at the actual captain. Yeah. She was like, Captain. And he's like, Okay, holding cells over here, and she keeps just going. The wrong way, yeah. she's like, right, and it's because she's like, she's this person who's like, no, 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 I'm right. I don't worry, I got this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like you're kind of just like fumbling around. You're so yeah. goofy and awkward, but it's, I, I love that about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And we, you, you know, right after the movie ended, Mario brought up Miss Congeniality. So correct me if I'm wrong, because it's also been a minute since I've seen Miss Congeni- Congeniality. I love that movie, but in that movie, I remember her being a little bit more. Because in this one, she seems to be a little bit more self-conscious. A little bit. She's still, like, very, I know what to do within, like, the precinct and stuff. And I know the rules. But she is a little bit like, oh, like, why can't I? She's aware that, like, she doesn't have friends. And she's aware of the way that this is negatively impacting her social circle. But in Miss Congeniality, it doesn't make the officers around her dislike her. There's a there's a lot more respect for her in Miss Congeniality as a officer, right? Uh, yeah. As, like, yeah. I would say as an officer, yeah. there is, right? Like, everyone, like... People like respect her. Yeah, yeah. she's, she's like, yeah, good at what do she does. But she's not good at being like a woman. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. she's not. She's not good at being a, a entering a beauty contest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so that's her. Her. She has that, like no social skills. Exactly. Yeah. Well, no, I wouldn't even say she doesn't have. It's mm-hmm. not that she doesn't have social skills because I would say being in a beauty pageant is not just having social skills. That's a very specific kind of like person personality and like. It's very specific way that you have to conduct yourself. And, in and that's more pageants. like what I mean. She knows how to like talk law and stuff like that and like solve crimes. Yeah. But she doesn't like, she's like, I don't know how to put on makeup. I don't know how to wear dresses. Yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. That's what I mean. Not yeah. like actual social skills. Yeah. Okay. Like. Yeah. See, but so her, she's, she's very confident and she's very self-assured in that movie, but like her, like quote unquote clumsiness just comes from like she doesn't know how to walk in super high heels like a supermodel down a runway like that's and that's valid a lot of people don't know how to do that you know well, you don't but the, well, I do not that every me. night clearly I know <laughs> but um but in this movie she like really doesn't have a world outside of the manual for her job you know what I mean yeah. like she's not friends with other people in the precinct they don't respect her she doesn't have social skills she ends up saying in the movie that she was married but it just became too complicated to maintain a marriage and her job and she chose her job like this this woman has no balance and miscongeniality. She's just a woman who's really good at her job. You know what I mean? 
And putting, I mean, you can't put a lot of people in a beauty pageant scenario and have them thrive, thrive (laughs) enough to win Miss America. It's not even like a little pageant. She is supposed to be up there with all of the misses from around the United States of America and make it seem like she's supposed to be there. She's on, that is a high bar. I feel like if I remember correctly, it's like slightly rigged in her favor until like they well, get... well, it yeah. is, but you can't just like <laughs> no, yeah. You still have to go and perform in She's, front yeah. of the nation and seem like you belong. You yeah. know what I mean? So I think like, it, it also does help. Like contestants, I believe, are like dying left and right. Well, but. okay, that is irrelevant <laughs> to the current situation. <laughs> so anyway, um, so yeah, there, she plays these very like straight edged characters, but there is some nuance to no, the yeah. character, Definitely. and she does a good job of finding that nuance it doesn't feel so it doesn't feel like she's always playing the exact same character you know what i mean yeah and you get like hints of that character where you can be like think back to that movie and be like oh that's so funny but then like she does like give it new life also yeah give it a whole its own person exactly she does a good job of differentiating very similar characters yeah which is something i love about her i'm so glad she's my mentor (laughs) Yeah, she's training you. I'm so lucky, yeah. You should probably check that email, the person you're emailing and sending money to for these acting <laughs> classes. I don't think that's actually No, it's probably fine. Last right. time they said I only needed to get 1500 so they okay. gave me a little That's a reasonable discount. rate. You're yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Weekly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have, you ever, have you ever seen Training Day? No. Okay. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> they said that uh, when they're interviewing my favorite bird, uh, Sweet D, mm. uh, Kate Olsen, mm. Uh, uh, Sandra Bullock goes what is this training day because oh. she's like sitting down talking about yeah. like doing coke and all this yeah it's it's, uh, it's not like it makes the joke like way over the top funny but it's just like if you've seen the movie training day yeah. you like get the reference oh, okay yeah, uh, that's like that. one of my like favorite uh, like detective oh, crime movies yeah uh, hilarious film maybe one day we'll watch it who knows uh, I think it's a lot longer than what we usually watch it's okay. Eventually, I'm going to make you watch Les Mis. So. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I just thought that quote was funny. It's just yeah. like everything she was saying is just like in the moment. It's just this funny thing with everything happening going fast paced. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let me take a break from me looking at my awesome journal because I'm running out of notes. But what what a, you're running out of notes already? I am. It's because you were enjoying keep falling, the movie. Yeah, I keep yeah, falling into yeah. this moment of like. Oh, that's, well, that's just, not a bad thing. I don't. It's think. It's definitely not. I could talk about this movie, yeah. but my notes are lacking of mm-hmm. like little points. Because then I just start writing quotes. Because I'm like, aha, that's funny. Oh, I like that little part. What quote did you write down? Give me a quote. Uh, just like the what is this training day? And I also, uh, oh my gosh, I didn't write any more quotes actually. <laughs> you know, like quotes, just something here, something there. One. Yeah. One, one quote that's already been I thought I wrote another one, but it was on the uh, from bridesmaids that I wrote. Uh, my notes are all just flowing mm. into each other. Okay, okay. But it is a very quotable movie. One like of the saying. quotes that my family, well, that we used to quote all the time, like after we saw this movie, was um, when she's got the knife in her leg. Yes. So at the end, the two agents are in a situation where they are in two seats with their hands tied behind them. This guy is, you know, talking about torturing them. He's got knives, whatever. Well, he gets called out of the room and he sticks the knife into Sandra Bullock's leg. And when he's gone, Melissa McCarthy pulls the pulls the knife out and frees her hands. But then they start hearing someone come up again, and Melissa McCarthy goes, "I gotta put it back in. <laughs> I'm sorry." She's like, "What do you mean? I gotta I gotta put it back in?" And she has to stab her again. But she like, 
hesitates. So she like kind of stabs her. She's like, (laughs) and then pulls it back out. She's like, I'm sorry. It's a lot harder. It doesn't. And then she finally does it. But then she's so funny in this movie. She stabs her and then she goes, (laughs) she like starts to gag. You were like covering your like I saw you like kind of covering your face when they're like gonna stab uh, you back. Yeah. Again. Well, it was, no, it was mostly that one didn't get me as much as the tracheotomy. Oh, we'll talk about that. That in a one bit. was whoa. <laughs> uh, Which is odd because I watch Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. And it doesn't bother me in Grey's Anatomy. We gotta. T- I'm gonna talk to you about Grey's Anatomy off camera because I also saw TikTok about that. Oh God. Okay. We'll talk <laughs> about it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> But this isn't a Grey's Anatomy. When we including, get to those, including Clueless, yeah. all seventeen seasons yeah, of Grey's Anatomy, or however many they're on, we'll catch up to all that. And we'll I get stopped to the watching one, after like season. 10. We'll get to the one part that I saw, and I'll be like, "What is going okay, on? okay, fair." <laughs> but uh, one of my other notes was just I just love how awkward Sandra is. Yeah, yeah. Just like just everything, like she does, especially like when she's meeting, uh, like just meeting her and trying to like. Be friends. Oh, like, yeah, hey, can yeah, we, yeah. let's just work together. Yeah. And then when they, um, they at one point managed to kind of bust like one of the main dealers, mm-hmm. you know, and they have them in the interrogation room. Mm-hmm. And Sandra's like, okay, just let me take this over. We got this bond. We don't want to ruin this bond. Right. Let's take it nice and slow. <laughs> and then Sandra's trying to just, you know, interrogate him. Start to She offers him coffee. Exactly. Yeah, coffee. tries to establish some sort of connection. And then once the coffee just busts in and goes full, like, she I'm, busts yeah, in and throws, she throws, throws the throws, yellow pages at him. Throws the literal phone book at him. The literal book at him. Where did she get that? And, but then it turns into her, like, pointing a gun at his crotch and saying that she's going to shoot him. Playing Russian roulette. Yeah, Russian roulette with him. And then you have Sandra in the corner just like, get on, She what? tells him to turn around. She goes, she tells, Melissa McCarthy tells Sandra Bullock's character, she goes, turn around, I need you to pass a polygraph test. <laughs> and so she's like screaming in the corner. The situation like, just keeps escalating. Yes. Every time that she pulls the trigger, it just gets more and more chaotic with the guy saying, the man that they're interrogating saying, please don't shoot me, please don't shoot me. And Sandra Bullock's character saying, please just tell him what you know. <laughs> and the captain comes in and is like, what's going on here? Oh, uh, it's just like it just gets more over the top, and like Sandra just, just gets so more awkward. And just yeah, like, it was like yeah, I just I just love what I wrote. Love the contrast between them. Love their yeah. little dynamic of like their characters being um, this whole just very rowdy, very and very uptight. Yeah, it's always like a, when you see that in movies, always fun. Like, yeah, the straight man, a good the, da- dynamic. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It's just it. You know, something else that this film does really well, which is hard because it's something I've griped about with other comedies that we talked about is sometimes the bit goes on for a little while mm-hmm. but it it made me laugh you know what I mean like there's a it's really hard to do that there's a lot of comedies that will just drag the bit on and just keep just keep beating that you know just over and over and over again and it's like I stopped laughing 30 seconds ago and the bit is still going on. You know what I mean? Now it's just kind of tired. But this movie does a really good job of it will have very long bits, yes. but I will keep laughing. And I think it's because the bits are just constructed better. It's not doing the same thing over and over again. So it's not like someone falling down the stairs for 30 seconds or someone talking about cheeseburgers for 30 seconds. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) it's, it, it's 
continuing dialogue that builds. And so there were a couple moments where I was like, dang, you know, we've been watching the scene for a while, but it's still funny. I'm still laughing at it, um, which is not easy to do. But it's something that I think that this film does well multiple times. I feel like sometimes with comedies, we see shorter, more clipped scenes for the sake of ending the joke and moving on to the next thing to keep things moving. Mm -hmm. But this one didn't shy away from just letting a scene play out and just letting it be funny in its own right, you know? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Going, like, back to Bridesmaids, we just saw that. I think they only had, like, one bit that was, like, really long. But it was always intentional to make it just super over-the-top, goofy, Mm -hmm. very drawn-out bit. Yeah. Uh, And this one, yeah, it had multiple. It had the... uh, the club scene. Yes. With, uh, like, cutting up her, her outfit and everything. Mm, yeah. I thought that was, like, a, a bit that was, like, it could easily go wrong. Yeah. But they kept it funny the yeah. whole time. Uh, the next one, I believe, that they did was um, when they're at her parents' house. And they're oh, talking yeah. about the, the narc thing. The yeah, whole time. yeah, 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 yeah. And, and all of them will have these Boston accents. So it's, yeah, they're saying, like, knock. Boston accents. So, you yeah. know, knock. You a knock? Are you? How can you do it? Are, are, <laughs> are you a knock? Are you or are you not a knock? <laughs> See, I can hear the R of yours. It's R. Knock. <laughs> a knock. And it's so silly and it could easily, like again, that's one of the, like a bit that can easily just like, okay, we're dragging on. I just thought they were funny. It was funny. Time. And I would say at the beginning too, where she's busting that guy trying to solicit a woman i think that that also oh, yeah, that lasted a long time that that was a long scene but it was it it was funny you know what i mean it was it was it was good yeah yeah and i think when you have people like uh sandra bullock and melissa mccarthy these like yeah. really like i want i would say like tigers female tigers yeah. in the industry who are also very good at comedy can really keep them going Definitely, you know what i mean yeah and you know i it makes me wonder too how much of this was scripted and how much wasn't. And I'd be willing to bet actually most of this was scripted. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how it felt to me as someone who is not a professional <laughs> in that at all. Um, but what I will say is um, I think that that's just, again, this is a testament to solid writing because in other movies you got to like just, you know, sometimes they just really milk it for the bit But, like, what this movie did, which allowed, I think, for longer scenes and, like, for that, you know, for for it to play out what we just said. What we just said. (laughs) You all heard it. We were all here. Um, I think that what allows that to happen is setting up a good story, an authentically good story with interesting characters who just naturally when they are in situations together the the scenes are going to organically be ridiculous and so you don't have to like really work to find the joke and then just like really run that joke until it is tired you can just set these two characters in an interesting situation and it's just going to snowball. Like, even, like, on a writing standpoint, like, it, you're going to be able to come up with more and more content because these characters are just naturally going to pull ridiculous content out of each other. And with the situation that they're in, only magnifies that, you know? So I it, I think that is a testament to good writing that the ball can just keep rolling how it does in this movie. Exactly. And, and just taking literally everything you just said, mm-hmm. going back to 
a, a literal bit that you're talking about was I can't say the name of it because I totally forgot what it's called. Uh-huh. But when the guy's choking in the restaurant, the tracheotomy. There we go. Yes. I would never be able to say that. I'm I watched Grey's Anatomy. I know what it's called. <laughs> so that's I've a, done one. That is a, a bit. You've done one. I've done three. You, you yourself. Yeah. Interesting. I've seen Saul, so you know. Not the same thing. It was a uh, Saw two. For you to compare Saw, Saw to three. my surgical hands, it was Saw three that they did it to themselves. Okay, whatever. You're spoiling Saw for me, so. <laughs> well, don't worry. You'll, we'll watch that one. Oh. We'll watch those whole eight, <laughs> eight, nine, maybe, maybe okay. eleven. Anyway, uh, that that's a bit the diner scene that could uh, really go wrong. Yeah. You know, because it's like. Do you want to explain to them what that is? Yes. So. I forget exactly why they're in the diner in the first place. I think they're just I talking think they're about just the case. they're just meeting and talking about the case, yeah. yeah. I think it's something like they're that. They're just in a diner. They're just meeting, talking in the diner. And then randomly, uh, a, a guy just starts choking. No one that really matters. Just a random person. But they're there. So they're like, oh, we got to like save him. Of course. So they try giving him the hind leg. And they're like, call 911, blah, blah, blah. And then it's not working. She's like, can you see the food in his mouth? And he's like, oh, I can't see it. Yeah. So they put him on the ground. <laughs> And Sandra Bullock, with all this knowledge that Who she has, callback because earlier in the movie oh, she yes. was watching the doctors where they did an a, a demonstration, yeah, a demonst- an explanation of a tracheotomy. Not even like on a real person. Or no, anything. it was like with it's a like a, a computer animated yeah, diagram, a whole animated bit. <laughs> and so she felt confident so enough like, in her knowledge. She says, "I've been studying it, so I feel confident that I could do this." So she's asking for like, oh, she's like, I need a knife, I need vodka, like vodka, it's a Denny's. At a Denny's, yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, I need to sterilize hot water. <laughs> so eventually she just grabs a knife and she's explaining to this guy, as he's on the ground choking. He's literally, yeah. <laughs> she's like, okay, I'm going to do a small... The world <laughs> around him is fading and Sandra Bullock is above him saying, I'm going to take this knife and make an incision. Yeah, I'm going to make a small incision in your... Uh, throat and she starts cutting and she's like wow this is going a lot deeper uh, than i thought it was and you're like oh my gosh what is happening right now? And so then, then she takes yeah, a straw then she gets a straw and she says now this you're gonna start feeling air come to your brain you're gonna be okay <laughs> and so she, she puts it in him. and then blood just starts coming oh, out through the blood straw just out. and so now it's everywhere everything's going and wrong she's freaking out <laughs> Everyone, because... everyone's freaking out Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy is gagging. Yeah. She eventually just hits him on the chest and he coughs the pancake, pancake. up that he was choking on. Now there's even more blood everywhere. Oh. Every, everything is going wrong. And then hard cuts to the ambulance. And I forgot his, like his act, the actor's actual I'll name. I'll look him up. He's hilarious. He's in the office. He's also in a Silicon Valley, which is hilarious. But uh, he comes and he kind of like berates them. He's like, uh, you know, you could have just put your hand in there and took the... Took the pancake out. Could have just pulled the pancake just out. Pulled the pancake. Yeah. He's like, you guys are reckless. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you're reckless. You're reckless. The way he's like, you're a reckless woman. <laughs> it's just, it's so funny. And it goes on for like. Zach Woods. Yes, Zach Woods. And it goes on for like five minutes, but it's just like. But it's hilarious and you're invested the whole time. Yeah. You know? Um, it yeah. Com- it comes out of nowhere. And so it's just like, it. you did not have to put that scene in the movie. Right. But it just works. It with just, those yeah. Two. I. You know, I have thought about if I had to trick someone in the field. Don't ever try. I 
Luckily, I haven't had to, <laughs> but, no, but I've, I've thought about it. Um, if I were outside test. of my OR and were in that situation, <laughs> yeah. um, I've thought about that because in Grey's Anatomy, anyone who's seen Grey's Anatomy knows they are constantly, these doctors somehow always end up in situations where like someone needs help and they're not at the hospital and they have to do something like that. Like I literally watched an episode the other day where they have to do, it's not a tracheotomy. I forgot what it's called, but they have to like literally out in the field, like open a man's chest, like make an incision and really, they need to get the blood out of his chest. So what they do is they're looking around and there's a bottle of like, I'm so sorry, anyone who knows the episode that I'm talking about, because it's a very traumatic episode. Um, <laughs> but uh, they find, okay, I don't know if it's like a, it's like a, it's a squirt bottle of some sort. Okay. But like one where you like, not like a, tss, tss, yeah. one like a, tss, tss. Yeah. for those that are listening, <laughs> I realized that was in that was not anyhow, so you anyhow, wouldn't be able to differentiate. Um, it's not one of the squirt the bottles where you like hit the trigger. It's one of the squirt bottles where you like push down on the little button on top. <laughs> That's the best I can do for you. Go to YouTube, find us on YouTube, um, <laughs> and also like and subscribe while you're there. Leave a comment and a review. So anyway, um, but one of like those Xbox they, like that. No, but it's not one of those because it's not one where if you hold down, it's going to continue to spray. It's like you have to keep hitting it. All right, so now I got to go to YouTube and figure out what You're looking at me, Mario. <laughs> anyway, they pull that. This has gone entirely on too long. Okay, so anyway, they unscrew that and they stick that in his chest and it pops all the blood out of his chest and it saves the man in the moment. Um, I think if you tried that, the paramedic would also call you reckless. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But would it save a man's life? Maybe. I don't think it would have. I think you would have also killed him. Listen, if we were in a... <laughs> I'm just saying, if someone were choking and you tried the Heimlich... Yeah. And you did try. You tried to sweep it out of their airway and you couldn't do it, what are your options? You either don't do anything and the person for sure dies or you do something and maybe they die. No, you just keep trying until it happens. Break That's not ribs. how that should work at all. Break a few ribs. I took. Uh, That's CPR. That's not the Heimlich. Well, you can also break ribs from. I guess, but not not as likely. I, I think they've think. changed it actually. I did the training back when I worked for Southwest. They changed what? How to actually do the Heimlich. I took it. I feel like I remember hearing about that. I like, took it a couple years ago. I don't think that they did. Hmm. Maybe it's CPR I'm thinking about. Yeah, I think that they did slightly change the pace that you're supposed to be doing CPR at. No. I don't think it's technically staying alive anymore. No. No, but I think staying alive will do. It's better than nothing. Nah. But if I'm in a moment of just, you know, someone's choking uh, and they require the Heimlich, I guess I'm just going to just keep giving them the Heimlich. But what if they've, like, they've passed out? Like, they're they're dying now. And there's nothing I can do. No, you it's can trick them, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> You're not listening. Like I am um, not Special Agent Ashburn. I am not uh, skilled. I haven't been studying. Um, you know that you took a CPR class. You know what you're supposed to do if um you're trying to use a defibrillator on someone and they have like a very hairy chest. Okay, I didn't take any of that. Do you know what you're supposed to do? Oh, yeah. really? I didn't. Yeah, I didn't have to use the defib. Oh no, I was on flight. Okay, I was trained on defib. I learned the basics of Heimlich. That's it. I no, I was trained on this, and if someone is like a very hairy person, because you're supposed to make good contact with the skin with the defibrillator for it to like actually shock the heart and work so if this person's very hairy it's not going to get a good connection so what you're supposed to do in most of those kits they they have two different pads okay they have like the defibrillator pads for an adult and then they have the defibrillator pads for a child you're supposed to take the child one 
take off the like the little the adhesive thing whatever so that it's sticky and you're supposed to put it on their chest and rip it off and literally wax them and then you get a you get a better connection that's seriously what you're supposed to do that's not a joke that is actually what you were supposed to do if you're in that situation it's fascinating yeah i don't think that happened in this movie well, no, they didn't need to use a defibrillator. <laughs> Maybe they should. I'm just, I'm giving everyone their CPR cards right now. <laughs> everyone, you're all trained. You're by all Red graduated Cross. from. Uh, congratulations! Congratulations! Go out there and save if, some if you, lives, kids. If you walk away from this review, uh, if you take anything, with anything, anything yeah, if you take it's anything, CPR it's knowledge. CPR knowledge. <laughs> we just and, trained and a whole a, class of lifeguards. And how to trank someone, I guess. <laughs> Not a trake. Trake someone. Trake. It's a weird word. Don't put his name down as your. Um, your uh, instructor, because you will not. People know that he just he doesn't really. Actually I'm the trainee. He's about. like you could train on me if stuff. Uh, but going back to the movie, yeah. what was your what was your uh, favorite part? What are some notes you took of your brain? Um. Well, okay. You asked me two different questions. Okay. What is your notes you took of your brain? I didn't like. I want to answer the first question. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite part, Christine? Hey, hey, Kristen. Uh, favorite part thank you so much for asking um i i i liked the whole movie dude it's all so funny like trying to think of specific parts like it's it's gonna be the you know it's gonna be the knife scene it's gonna be the trach scene like those are just the big ones that really stick out to me but like i just i just i don't know i really like this movie it's so it's so good um <clears throat> I have nothing else to add. <laughs> you know, I believe Sandra Bullock just turned 53 or 54. Oh, if you go look up that age see. for me. Uh, but She's whole, 58. Yeah, okay, wow. She's 58. And so, yeah, him saying a uh, woman over 40. You're the only one who's over 40 who's ever, like, turned me on or yeah. something like that. I was like, man, was Sandra Bullock actually 40 years old? Yeah, well, now that you said that, she she doesn't. She didn't look it. She doesn't. She didn't look it. Sandra Bullock looks so good all the time. This this is on Wikipedia, so I don't know that we can trust it. However, it does say that uh, Sandra Bullock was the world's highest paid actress in 2010 and in 2014. I believe that. That's crazy. I mean, I believe that too, but that's wild. She's five foot seven. How tall is Melissa McCarthy? How Uh, tall? What, five four, I would say then? That's your guess? Yeah. Five two. Oh wow, that's a lot shorter than I thought. They, they I thought she was gonna be movie magic too. Oh, you know, I yeah. Would say this. They made her look a little taller. I was just in something where they had to put me on an apple box. To yeah. Just kind of yeah for the shot. <laughs> Did you ever have to like stand back or like stand closer to the camera while the other actor stood further? No, but I was in there. I there's two scenes that I can think of specifically. There's one scene um, in a, a thing that I did a couple years ago where I'm in an elevator and the door's like open and there's two men already in the elevator and I stand in between them. And, oh, actually, wait, no, I wasn't on an apple box. They made one of the guys stand on an apple box because they wanted them to be like significantly taller than I was. Oh, okay. Um, and one of them was taller than me, but not as tall as I think they wanted for the shot. So they put one of the guys in the apple box. So actually that had nothing to do with <laughs> with what we're talking so about. So they just made you shorter. So they, yeah, they made me even shorter, which is like, God, I'm already doing my best. <laughs> oh, and you saw Melissa McCarthy's husband's cameo. Yeah. He is in all of her movies. A nice little callback to our last episode. That that was funny. I was like, because I remember you telling me that last episode, and I was like, 
man, when is he going to appear? So I was like, keeping an eye out yeah. for him. I was like, maybe he'll just be like in the background or something like that. But nope, came right He's there. He's always in it. He plays, what, which I think one of the funniest bits in this movie is that Mullins, Melissa McCarthy's character, her past lovers <laughs> keep just popping up every now and then and just like are still so in love with her. Yeah. And I just think that that's so funny because we just see her consistently as like this rough person. Sandra Bullock talks about how like you haven't changed your shirt this entire time time that we've been here you just keep like just turning keep it inside turning out <laughs> yeah i keep like reversing it um but she has like all of these men in like a chokehold and i just think that that's so good so it's so good going to what you said like um i believe you said one scene you felt like it could have been improv right but it was probably just like the writing uh i have no idea just, i don't think that i said that you did though you're no. like it could have been not improv but um what was the exact wording you gosh used? Oh, I wish I could go back in the recording and call you out on it. But you said it it was probably written that way. It felt like it. Could oh, be I just thought. said that about the whole film. Yeah, I said yeah, that yeah. I think that the whole film was probably more written than improv. But yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. But one part that I feel was improv, right, hey. was when she like kissed him as he was like walking away. I don't think that was. You don't? No. I thought that was like just maybe a, a little like goof so. with them. I I think it would have been funny. I mean, I don't know. It, it was it read either way. It was yeah. hilarious either so, way. I mean, either way, it was going to be if, yeah. if it was written in, if it wasn't. So what happens is her husband comes in, her husband in real life comes in husband, yeah. and says, you know, profess, does some kind of profession of love. Like, I, I, I'd like to see you again. I thought we had a really good time. And she's just like, absolutely not. Yeah, we had a good time. And now goodbye. Like, and now we move on. We move on with our lives. Um, and then like, he's like, he kind of takes it okay. And he's like, okay, like I... You know, I get it. And then she turns around and just plants one on him. And then he leaves and she turns back to Sandra Bullock and she's like, God, like, I thought it was pretty clear. Some people just don't get it. <laughs> the mixed signals. The mixed signals. I think that's when they go on their little binge right there, right? Their little... Oh, uh, their drinking binge? Yeah. Yes. They're having a great time in the bar. And uh, I think that's when Sandra Bullock does a cuss for the first time. Or actually, no, she doesn't. No, her she doesn't first time's later. at the office. It's when she's defending her. Yeah, yeah. It's it's actually very sweet. She doesn't know how to curse. You know, honestly, the dynamic between the two of them sometimes reminds me a lot of me and my little sister. Yeah. Um. Yes. In what way? That's just our dynamic. Sometimes, okay. cool. sometimes that's how we act towards each other. Who, especially at the who very. Who would you beginning. say you are? Oh, who do you think I am? Oh, you're Sandra Bullock, yeah. right? Okay. Cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, Ashley is beating me up bro um Ashton is roughing me up um especially at the beginning when they first meet each other and they're just kind of taking digs at each other and like fighting each other a little bit oh like especially in the um in the interrogation room Mm -hmm. um when Sandra Bullock's like oh actually no like I'm I'm gonna be I'm going to be interviewing and Melissa McCarthy just walks in she's like I'm gonna punch you in your face and she's like please please don't please don't I'm gonna hit you right in your face that is me and Ashlyn knock all your buttons off yeah that, yeah exactly that is Ashlyn bullying me 100% <laughs> one day Ashlyn will be on this show hey Ashlyn if you're listening to this you should fly down to Austin and... dude she doesn't listen to these she just uh, retweets her I tell her to and she's like okay I'll put it on in the background I don't think she does <laughs> Well, we'll find out when be... she hears this part. And yeah, she can yeah, I'm going to ask her, so how was the podcast, Ashley? <laughs> Anything interesting? <laughs> oh, any um, any more notes as we move along? Um, I think we should just talk about um, how nice it is when the characters start to come around to each other. 
um, and the like common ground that they find with each other. Um, In a very kind of like bad way, because mm-hmm. Sandra Bullock pretty much puts her like you had walked away for a second to use the restroom, but mm-hmm. Sandra Bullock basically puts yeah Melissa McCarthy's brother. Uh, in danger. Yeah. He's like, hey, you know, they don't... I want to get in with them and give yeah. y'all knowledge. And she's like, this is what's going to happen. But it leads to him getting put into a coma yeah. because of this. And so now Sandra Bullock, like, she screwed up major. Yeah. Like, one for the FBI. But on another side of, like, her partner yeah. kind of, like, taking away our trust. She was like, don't do this. Right. He's my brother. They're going to hurt him, obviously. Yeah. And so it's like... Dang, you really screwed up. Yeah, you almost bad. you almost got someone killed. Yeah, I think though. I mean, yeah, she really she really messed up. But one thing that I like about this movie is I like how I just I, I I've said this before in this podcast. I love character development, and I love seeing like the character development and seeing when they take time to do that. Um, and something that I like that this film does is they very early on start to establish. Because they show you how, like, crazy and how much of a loose cannon Melissa McCarthy is, right? They show you how crazy Mullins is and how she doesn't really play by the rules. And they almost make you feel like she doesn't know what she's doing. She's just strong-arming people. She doesn't actually, like, she doesn't have the brain for it. Um, However, then they obviously show Sandra Bullock's character. They show Ashburn, you know, as someone who, like, knows the manual backward and forward, but, like might have difficulty like playing things out in certain scenarios. Um, But um, the very first time that Ashburn and Mullins go in to interrogate somebody together, um, Mullins ends up causing this whole scene and causing a big disruptance and this and that, whatever, and doing what she does, you know, like just kind of strong arming and wreaking havoc in this apartment. Meanwhile, Ashburn sees that there are used cigarette butts on the table. And um, Mullins actually says, like, oh, like, you're you're smoking. Don't you know that that's bad for you? You got half your lipstick on all your, you know, cigarette butts, whatever, and then starts causing trouble. And then Ashburn looks and sees the cigarette butts and takes a couple for uh, to run, you know, diagnostics on and tests on later. Um, and as they're walking out, you can see that Ashburn thinks, okay, good on me. I was able to get, you know, a little piece of evidence that might help us. But Mullins ends up saying, like, did you get the cigarette butts or not? Um, and you can see how shocked Ashburn is that, like, that was part of Mullins' plan, that she had a reason for doing what she is doing so that she could distract so that Ashburn could get the the cigarette butts. And I think that they do a good job of starting to lay the foundation of, no, she does know what she's doing. You know, she's not an idiot. She knows what she's doing. And a lot of her actions have a motive behind them. You know what I mean? Now, whether or not the motive is justified or, like, you know, whatever. But, like, it it does a lot to start to pad that character as she's not stupid, you know, and you, she shouldn't be underestimated. And that's where we start to the very beginnings of them starting to find common ground and respect for each other. And going to that scene, as we talk about like their connection, uh, Sandra Bullock, like right at the beginning of that scene calls like her boss and Mm -hmm. is like going to do this whole, like, Hey, I I need your help. There's this local, yeah, local officer who's kind of like, Trying to take over this case, right? Mm-hmm. And her boss, he basically says to her, you know, well, you know, kind of, what's your issue with like working with like yeah. the local guys? You know, it's like work with them. They're gonna show you the ropes. They know probably the city better than you do, mm-hmm. and all this. 
And I think that's like in the whole grand scheme of things, like with her boss, is that's his issue yeah. with Ashburn, yes. uh, Sandra uh, Bullock. Because it seems like maybe he was like one of those street cops at one point in his life, hmm. you know, and that's how maybe, he worked yeah, those over totally. there. And then you have Sandra Bullock, who seems like she just went the college route, knows like everything by the books, you know. Yeah. And she kind of like re- referenced that tons of times. She's yeah. like, they thought I was almost the instructor in the driving school yeah. and stuff like that, right? So it's like she doesn't have that street smarts. No, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, she definitely doesn't. Again, she was going to walk straight up to a Target in a club dressed in a pantsuit. Exactly. And think that she wasn't going to stand out. Like, and hello? so it definitely sets up like, uh, like, yeah, he probably doesn't know the extremes of Melissa McCarthy's yeah. oh, like, no. character, but he's like, work with them. And so that also puts that little, like, hints on us. It's like, okay, this cop does know, doesn't know the books, obviously, right. but knows the streets, knows how to work, like, on the on the ground yeah, level. Yeah. And so when it comes back to Sandra sticking up for her, because you have the DEA guys, yeah. you're kind of like... Making fun of her. Yeah, making fun of her. It's like, oh, this cop who got arrested yeah this is a kind of a terrible person yeah and she's like but she's a better cop like officer than, than of all this. of y'all yeah she doesn't she's play, very yeah. loyal yeah. and she yeah she's yeah like, she might not play by the rules but she does what she needs to do to protect her community exactly and that's what you need and that's like you know you see her boss like actually like starting to come around to her because she's like okay she is learning something yeah she's yeah, not just still point. stuck in her ways right and now she's like also cussing up a storm to you know because she's defending her friend yeah and she's defending like she knows she messed up yeah but she's like she's a really good officer yeah and more people need to be like her not more people need to bend the rules yeah, yeah, yeah. to catch the bad guy. it's not a, yeah it's not always it shouldn't always be the number one priority to play everything exactly by the book because sometimes that's just not what you need to do. Exactly. Um, and I think that we... Well, what did you say? You said something that made... Oh, I think we were talking about just like, you know, Mullins and her loyalty and just doing what it takes to like... Whatever it takes to make sure that the people around her are safe. And um, we see that, I think, when we start to learn a little bit more about her brother's situation and mm-hmm. why he's in jail... Um, we learned that her brother had gotten mixed up with the wrong crowds and was starting to help push drugs. And, um, then he started using and she busted him and put him in jail to get him out of that situation. Um, despite the fact that like, that means you're putting your brother in jail, despite the fact that that has now caused a huge rift between her and the entire rest of her family. Um, she did what she had to do to protect her brother. What she felt she had to do to protect her brother. And, like, it worked. Like, yeah, her family, uh, like, kind of hates her. Yeah. But her brother, like, never did. Her brother didn't, because I think her brother gets it. Her yeah. brother knows what she, like, understands what she was trying to do. Her family doesn't understand. Her family just sees you put your brother in jail. Um, those crazy Bostonites. Those crazy guys. <laughs> um, but so anyway, yeah, I think... I just, I like how the characters aren't super, they're not flat. They're, you know, they're, they have facets to them, but they're still believable as characters, you know? Cause sometimes like when you try to not, I mean, I, I, it's not that it happens often, but sometimes you try to push characters a little bit too much or you try to push their humanity a little too much. And then you end up with like, does it really make sense for that character? Does it, you know what I mean? But like the characters are still very believable and they're, I think that what they have in common is they both have their own 
moral code that they are not going to stray from, you know, and that they're very stubborn in their own, in what they believe to be correct. And then they kind of learn to, you know, see the other side a little bit and yada, 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 happy, happy. But like, you know, they're actually, they're, they're more, I think I'm trying to say they're more similar than what you might initially see. You know, their, their foundations are very similar. It's just the way that they pursue that and the kind of situations that they were in that kind of changed that. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You have lots to think about. No, yeah, it's definitely a lot to think about. Like when you're looking at these uh, these characters, this is, I'm trying to take in everything you said to add to it, but I'm like, you said it so well. <laughs> you know, and that's that's my fault. I should have left some. For yeah, you, you got to leave some breakdown. <laughs> I'm you know? so you gotta... sorry. I'm so sorry. We're seven and... episodes in. <laughs> From now on, I'll try to just like cast a little line and let you, you know, like toss the ball up exactly. and I'm, let you hit it out of the park. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I'm a duck. You got to throw me some bread so I can like... I'll, I'll do that too. Yeah, Whatever yeah, yeah. metaphor you want, I'll go for it, Mario. Cool. I'm the I'll duck. do that for you. You're the old man feeding me every now and then. All right, then. absolutely. You got it, dude. <laughs> Whatever you need. Well, um, that's all I got on this movie. You got anything else? Uh, you know, there's... I love the, the ending because yeah. I love... Uh, not like the literal ending, but this little ending that we're kind of looking at on screen here. Oh, okay. Uh, because I always love when movies used to do this, that there would be like stuff like, uh, they did it in comedy movies like all the time. You have like little extra scenes in the credits and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I love this little uh, callback to Melissa that goes and steals uh, Sandra Bullock's neighbor's cat. Thinking it's her cat. Yeah, thinking it's her cat. Because she sees a picture of Ashburn and the cat, the neighbor's cat together, and obviously assumes that that's her cat, and, and so, she doesn't yeah. correct her. Sandra just lies and says, yeah, her cat ran away. It's kind of sad. Yeah. She's like, I'm still grieving about it. And so Melissa McCarthy, being the good friend that she is, she's like, I was driving all around New Jersey. I was looking for him, and then I saw him in your neighbor's window, and I was like, I got it. Broke it into yeah. the cat. I got to get him. I got to get him back to you. If Bonnie ran away, would you find Bonnie for me? Um, you know, I see a lot of dogs that look like Bonnie. Uh, My dog you, is a very unique looking dog. Would you notice that your dog is not your dog? Absolutely. It's like if, like, Icky ran away. An you don't all black think, cat. Okay, yeah, do you think that if I, if I put ten all black cats in front of you? Oh, he's gone at that really? point. Really? You don't if think you that you'd be able to tell? He's gone. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. We'll need to ask Katie and see if that's what she <laughs> we'll, thinks. We'll ask too. her after this. Because that's crazy. What about Baby? Still, if, if I put other cats, no, he's it looks very, just like he's Baby. very unique. Just due to because his, of his markings. Because yeah, yeah. his little shorts that he wears. Yeah, yeah, his little socks. <laughs> I would say. Um, no, yeah. If you put different dogs in front of me that looked similar to Bonnie, I would immediately know which one Bonnie is. I'll go wrangle up some dogs. I, well, I look, Bonnie, the, the camp that Bonnie goes to when, like, I have to board her or whatever yeah. has little, like, nanny cams. And I'm looking at, like, 30 dogs at the same time. And some of them are the same general size and shape and coloring as Bonnie. <laughs> I always know exactly which one Bonnie is. Always. Like, I can, I'll tell, she'll walk by and I'll just see, like, her two little hind legs. And I'm like, that's, that's Bonnie's butt. That's her right there. I'll put in a casting call for dogs like that, and we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> we should post on Instagram pictures of our uh, pets, yeah, so it, people can see who we're talking about. In the off season, we'll we'll, we'll do that. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. You never take any of my ideas. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all I have. 
That's yeah, all you that's have. all I got too. Uh, I think we said our ratings a little early, but again, oh uh, yeah, I'll add mine, which was I'll go on your ten point scale. Okay, good. Uh, a seven. Okay, said an eight. An eight. What did you put bridesmaids at? I don't think we rated bridesmaids, did we? We did. Uh, I gave it a four, but on your scale, I gave an it an eight. eight. Okay. And you said I think an eight. Also. Okay, so you like bridesmaids better than this movie? Yeah. Okay, I mean that's valid. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I just um. I love the whole group dynamic. The ensemble, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. For like this sure. one, obviously, they're strong, but they're, I just I just felt like it was a stronger movie over there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. No, this is up. This is up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys, so much for listening to another episode of Clued and Clueless. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at K-R-I-S-T-E-N-H-O-S-T-Y. And if you want to follow me on Instagram for whether, whatever reason, it's at M-E-R underscore R-I-O. And if you're listening on Spotify uh, or Apple, is it Apple Podcasts? Yeah, it's Apple Podcasts, not iTunes. I want to say iTunes at first for some oh. reason. Uh, if you're listening on uh, Apple Podcasts, if you're listening on Amazon, uh, don't think Google because I'm still trying to work on that one. But if you're listening on that or if you're watching us on YouTube, you know, give us a thumbs up. Give mm-hmm. us a subscribe. Leave a comment. Rate us, please. Yeah, you can leave comments on like uh, Spotify and stuff like that. Really? Yeah. On Spotify? Yeah, no I idea. I didn't know that. As an avid Spotify user, I'm really shocked that I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, leave those reviews. It really helps out and lets us know what you like. And hey, if you also have movie reviews or uh, movie ideas or TV show ideas or really just anything entertainment-wise, uh, you can send it to us at clued at cluedandcluelesspodcast.com. Thanks, y'all. Thanks for watching, and y'all have a great rest of the week. Bye, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Clued and Clueless. If you'd like to follow us, you can follow us on Twitter at Clued underscore Clueless, on Instagram at Clued and Clueless Podcast, on TikTok at Clued and Clueless Pod, and on YouTube at Clued and Clueless. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.